Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Now joining us on today's show for our next NFL Draft Prospect Spotlight interview, we've got Alex Pilstrom, who is the Illinois center. I always do this. I always ask for the pronunciation. I always then mess it up. But we got Alex joining us, who is a couple weeks removed from his pro day. He is a member of this 2023 NFL Draft class. Alex, how are things going on for you right now? How's everything uh, after the pro day? Are you able to kind of relax a little bit ahead of uh, things getting pretty crazy in the next month? Yeah, you know, after 10 weeks, uh, it's kind of weird just relaxing for a week, but I, I took a little a couple of days off. Um, I'll go to Tampa for like two or three days just to see a beach. But, you know, it's <laughs> it's it's keep uh, keep at work and keep grinding. Where were you doing your, your pro day prep? Were you training at a particular gym or did you stay on, on campus for that? Yeah, so I went to Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Lee Smith, who was an 11-year tight end vet, he just opened up a gym and – uh, my agent reached out to me, and he he knew Lee was opening up at the gym, and kind of we were kind of Lee's first class. And I mean, he did an excellent job for just the the first year doing it. He only complaint I had for him was like using like a cold tub, but everything else was <laughs> was amazing. Like we got to go to UT and just it, it's it was just crazy to see the different environment, uh, like SEC school, and just but they were really welcoming because we had a. We had a DN Latrell Bumpus. Uh, I mean, he's a well-lit guy, and they let us use all around the facility. So, love it, Alex. Let, let me ask you about this, man, because I know you just you talked a little bit about the great experience training and whatnot. This final year at Illinois, man, I got to ask about it because honestly, I mean, I think me and Joe talked about this before, but this was one of the more fun Illinois teams that I can remember in recent memory. Obviously, Brett Bielma seems to have things really rolling and heading the right direction. You've been through the ringer, obviously. You've seen some bad seasons. You ended this, the career off, obviously, with a really strong season this year. What, what's just kind of the update as far as the state of Illinois football and how happy were you to end your career with this type of season? Yeah, you know, people people would think that since, like, obviously we didn't have the successful season earlier in my career, but, I mean, we had athletes on that team. Uh, you see a bunch of NFL guys, Nate Hobbs, Kirby Joseph, like, they're, they're doing so well in the NFL now. It, it's not that we didn't have good players. I I don't want to say it was scheme-like, but uh, sometimes just – I think it's culture. That, that was the biggest thing. And obviously, Coach B, when he came in, uh, that's the biggest thing. He won at Wisconsin, and, and he knows how to win the Big Ten West. And I, that's the that's the kind of biggest change I, I saw with him coming in and just establishing the culture. And we always say tough, smart, dependable, and just – it kind of just do your job. Don't worry about changing it all at once, but just come in and do your job every single day because we're only going to be at our best if everyone's doing their job. So just kind of just knowing your role and just the culture of it was the biggest difference from, uh, what was it, year four to year five. And just we saw a little bit of the success. We didn't have the season we quite wanted at five and seven, but we saw the success we won against Penn, at Penn State. Um, we won some pretty big games so it's just and, but we did leave a lot on the table. Just uh, he always says like you gotta learn how to not lose games before you win games, and I think that was the biggest thing too. 
Well, can I ask about a little bit of, I mean, the one, one thing that has been consistent with Bro- Coach Bielema during his coaching career is that everything is built up front, right? The yeah. offensive line has obviously been a staple from his time back at Wisconsin to Arkansas. Obviously, it's where he is now. What was, I guess, the initial impressions when he first took over, knowing that he has obviously that background as an offensive lineman? Yeah, so we had, we probably had, uh, we had me, Julian Pearl, and Alex Pelcheski. Uh, Alex Palczewski, obviously, he started 60-plus games, so he was kind of a staple with that. But me and Julian, we didn't really have that many starts or have that potential with it. And he brought in uh, – when he came in, he brought in Zai Chrysler and Isaiah Adams, two JUCO guys. But he just, like – even with Coach Miller, uh, he just established what he's done at Wisconsin. And it on paper, we weren't the most talented group, but – uh, Coach Miller is just—he just instilled in us every single day, just uh, honing on technique and the physicality of everything. That's how you win Big Ten championships, and especially with our D line too. Like they were ridiculous this year. Like going up against them every single day made me better a hundred percent. Alex, you've got a really great, unique story on your career at Illinois. You, you know, not the typical. Uh, one where you're—you've got some of these guys that are highly recruited, maybe three-star recruits. You were telling us before we started recording that you were a preferred walk-on as a tight end, and then you made the transition to guard and eventually center. So I just want to hear from your perspective, like why did you pick playing for Illinois in the first place? How did that transition happen from going from tight end to offensive line? I think also, frankly, a lot of NFL teams love to see stuff like that, seeing tight ends playing offensive line. It's a reason why Cody Mock is somebody who's brought up a lot during the cycle. So what has that journey been like, and, and how did things end up playing out the way that they did? Yeah, so my dad played at Minnesota from 84 to 88. He was a D-tackle. So obviously it was it was a dream playing for a Big Ten school. And, you know, I tried to play for Minnesota, but I, I didn't get the opportunity to have a walk-on opportunity. Um, but Illinois reached out, and, it was kind of my only opportunity at a Big Ten school, so I didn't really visit the rest of the campus, but I visited spring practice, and I was just like, opportunity, let's go. But my something that resonated with me, my dad told me right before I left, he's like, you might not play until your junior senior senior year. Are you okay with that? And I was like, absolutely. Like, that's what a walk-on is. Um, so didn't really play much my first three years at tight end, but uh, my third year there was, there was a drill that we did, um, board drills, just one-on-one, head up, and – it, it seemed like I won every single time I went up with it. So uh, <laughs> that's awesome. My, my tight end coach Corey Patterson, he he took me after practice. He's like, "What do you think about changing the O line?" I was just like, "I'll do anything I I can to get on the field." So uh, I started gaining weight right away. I, I came in at two twenty uh, that year. I probably got two sixty five, and then COVID wow. happened. And then by the time I got back with the COVID uh, before the season, I was probably two eighty five. So it. It's funny because I felt really good up until 270 and then gain all that weight. It kind of hits you all at once. And so like mobility and flexibility, that's the biggest thing. Just if you're going to gain weight, I'm I'm sure you guys don't want to gain that much weight. But (laughs) just flexibility and mobility is the biggest thing that I I really didn't think about. But it was just constant every single day. Just focusing on that because you really don't know. You really don't think about how much harm it I mean, you're you're adding 80 pounds right away to yeah. your, your knees, your back. So that was the biggest thing that the strength staff focused with me. And just, I mean, uh, I know a lot of people that 300 might not look uh, sexy, as you may call it, but I think 300 looks pretty good on me. So, 
<laughs> but back when I was a, I was a long snapper in college, not too far removed. And I didn't add that much weight, but I came in at 190 and I was like 230 at one point. So yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've since lost all that weight and it's for the exact reasons you're talking about. Yeah. It is hard, but like, is there like almost a re-sculpting that you, you had to do with the strength? And yeah, absolutely. Snap? Like after practice every single day, I'd go with our, uh, just one strength coach and we just do an extra lift, uh, extra lift, extra mobility. So, I mean, it, it might look just like eating all that, but you have to completely change how you lift and how you do mobility and stuff like that. And just, uh, our trainers were awesome, just monitoring me all the way and just making sure it was a healthy transition. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA. Uh, especially again during the off season, always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's betonline.ag and use promo code believe fifty. It's promo code believe fifty to get fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline, where the game starts. Alex, I love the historical tab on the websites now because I'm literally looking at you as a freshman. It was 6'6", 235, number 89. It is yeah. fantastic, man. <laughs> well, Alex, let me say this, though, man, because you mentioned it, obviously, the big weight gain. I, we talked a little bit about the training that you did, the pro day and everything. I want you to be able to just kind of you know talk about – the athleticism that you have though, man, for a second, because yeah. we talked about it all fair. You still got some of those tight end skills, man. You still got some of the movement skills. You had a pretty good pro day, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, transitioning from tight end, obviously the blocking is still kind of there, but you change, you change your routes into changing into pass protection. I think that was the biggest, just, I never really knew how to pass protect. And obviously the first, like the first thing I was told is pretty much like basketball. Uh, just stay in front of your guy. Don't let him, straight shot at the quarterback and just the the foot speed was something that kept with uh i think that's been with me all the way and just helps me so much um you know learning new position i learned the interior three but uh going in the penn state game i really didn't take a step uh snap a tackle and our tackle got injured and my coach asked me do you think you can play i was like uh <laughs> I, i'm sure i wasn't that confident but i was like i'll do whatever it takes and so but just to be able to have that confidence at both tackles, um, teams really love the versatility of all five. And um, my biggest thing is just I want to play the interior three, but if someone gets injured, I can get you out of game at a tackle. So they love that aspect of it. Speaking on that that athleticism, though, 
it says also here in your background that you played tennis in high school. I did so, play tennis my senior year. I, I, two, there's two part here with this with this question. One, are you still playing tennis? Is that something? Do you ever pick up the racket? And then two, like how does that help? Because I, I would think all that moving back and forth would be great for foot speed and uh, just general movement skills as, as an athlete. That must be advantageous to have that because you never – Never yeah. seen offensive lineman that played tennis. Yeah, it's a, it's a little harder at 300 pounds, but uh, <laughs> like pickleballs, pickleballs are great. <laughs> Every it's fastest growing sport. Everybody's picking it up, so I played pickleball a couple of times. But yeah, just the foot speed and just it's it's also funny. It's you play football your whole career, and then you play tennis. Uh, guys go up to your probably your waistline, but <laughs> I just remember one kid beat the crap out of me, and I was like. <laughs> I beat this kid in everything else, but this kid just kicked my ass in tennis. <laughs> and, and but like you said, foot speed and just being able to move around and just flexibility with stuff like that that helped me trem- tremendously. We, we need to get you in a board drill with that that kid who beat you. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'd l- really like that. Alex, well, let, let me ask you, man, because I know you hit on this already. You talked a little bit about the defensive line that you faced every day in practice. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a cliche sometimes to, to you know, the kind of the the um, the media talk of or the player talk of saying oh, the best the best defense I see every day in practice is the one I see on Saturdays. Right. Like, that's yeah. a little bit of a cliche in your case. That might actually be true, right? Like it's yeah. pretty insane the defense that you guys had this year. Like John Newton, John Newton's just an incredible athlete and just. Is someone, someone that gets you better every single day, and same with Keith Randolph. Like they, they are just like you said. It's kind of cliche, but they're probably. I mean, they were all all American and all uh, all Big Ten. Like that doesn't happen on a defense, and even our nose guard Calvin Avery. Like yep. that man is a load. Like I'll tell you, and load and powerful. Like and it's weird because they're kind of all three different players, and you just get, kind of have to have that in your mind that who you're going up against and. Uh, kind of different techniques you're going to take. Well, and let, let, I think that's a great point. That was actually going to be my next question is because you're a taller center, obviously. It's 6'5", yeah. 6'6", six six, somewhere in that ballpark, right? You mentioned Calvin Avery's like a 6'1", 340-pound nose tackle, right? Yeah. You got Drazan Newton, who's a 6'2", 293 tech. And then Keith Randolph's like a 6'5", 305, 4'4", can do a little bit of everything up and down the line of scrimmage. Yeah. As a taller center – with the ability to establish leverage, I'm sure being something that's difficult at times for being just to have a taller center of gravity. What goes in your mind on a snap to snap basis when you're playing against guys with such different body types and different centers of gravity, mm-hmm. if that makes sense? Yeah. I think the rule of thumb is just, uh, you want to get under their chin. And I think uh, you just have to focus on it depending on, and I'm, I mean, I scout the whole week and I know who I'm going against and just, you kind of get the feel for it. But I think, the biggest thing also is just your second step. Like I was always told whoever has the faster second step usually is going to win the rep. So that's something I, I really focus on too. But like you said, the leverage, uh, it, it gave me a little bit of struggle at first, but once like, it's really about just pad level and thinking about getting under his chin every single time. And I, I really don't think I had that much struggle with it, but it, yeah, it's just something you have to think about. And sometimes you get caught with it being a taller center, but uh, you know, just if, if one play happens, you know, go back to huddle and, hey, I, I learned from that experience. So, hey, Could I ask my last question as far as – I've asked you about, about, about a lot of defensive players already. Yeah. Let me ask you about your running back behind you, Chase Brown, who's obviously yeah. all Big Ten, one of the top rushers in college football. How special is that kid? Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the more special athletes I've ever seen in my life. Like, uh, just the things that he could do, you can mess up on a play, but he'll, he'll make five, six – 
yards a game, like just sometimes ridiculous. And something that kind of goes on unappreciated that he, like I usually call the protection and I, I call out and he, he knew it every single time. Like I never had to point him in the right direction, but he always knew what I, what I meant and what I like, which I can't I can't say for a lot of our running backs on the team, but I know if Chase <laughs> is in there, so uh, I I trust him completely with it, and I think that's something that goes a little bit unnoticed. Alex, last last question I have for you: uh, you being an offensive lineman, I roomed with an offensive lineman. I know that you guys love to eat, and I know that you said that he had to put a little weight on to eat. Yeah. What's your go-to food, and maybe like what was your go-to when you're trying to add weight? Like, was there a certain thing that you were leaning on to, yeah. to help you bulk up? Uh, Chipotle most definitely, but you know, down in Knoxville, I don't think they have it in the Midwest, but Kava was just something that was Kava so good. It was so good. Yeah. And I I miss it already. I I wanted to go so much and three weeks out, I'm like, I need a Kava in my life. So I'm, (laughs) I'm searching for one. Well, hopefully you get drafted to a, to a team that, that has uh, has Kava right near one of the facilities and that you can get that every single day. But, uh, Alex really appreciate you hopping on. It was great getting to catch up with you. Best of luck during the draft process, and we're going to be rooting for you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.